0: Thank you. Hello, everyone. Good evening. Dave, can we get the lights up a little bit so I can see them if uh, it's one of those talks where I need to be able to see you? Hello in the balcony. Yeah. Yeah. Thought so. Um, so it's good to, good to welcome you. Uh, as, uh, as Guy said, I'm Andrew and I help to lead the team here at Trinity. And today is a great day. Today is an awesome day. Would have been better... Had that, uh, that equaliser not gone in from Tottenham yesterday, but but God supports Arsenal, let's just be clear about that. Okay? In the Old Testament, he supports it, no. So, but uh, who noticed the uh, deliberate mistake in the uh, news sheet about today? Have you noticed what it says in the news sheet? Just have a quick look. What are you encouraged to do today in the news sheet? Have a quick look. It's, uh, Gareth said, it's a gift day. And so we want you to do something today. Two Ps. We want you to... um... Did you notice? Play and pledge. We want you to play and pledge. Um, Hands up if you thought I intended to write the word pray. Oh you're so kind you're so kind you all thought I meant to put I meant to put the word pray I think God has such a sense of humor I know that because he called me to be a leader of a church which uh, just demonstrates his sense of humor to me every single day but I also love his sense of humor that he has described today as play and pledge day gift day gift day because friends we want to do two things uh, you do know by the way don't you that anyone who ever uh, is vaguely professional tells you that something's going to be for your good, you know two things about it, don't you? It's going to hurt and it's going to cost you money. You know when a doctor or a dentist says it's for your own good? Um, well, you know, today we'll have some elements of challenge about it. It, it really will. And, and I would be failing you. I'd be letting you down if I, if I didn't do that. Because our God knows in his perfect parenting of us, that actually we, we do need some challenge in some areas, and that's going to happen. But, but today is, is two-part. We've got two of these gift days this year. We've scheduled two days in, one in the spring and one in the autumn. And it's deliberate because, we yes, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, special giving, and I'll come on to that uh, for what the Lord is doing. But the, the other bit of this is to celebrate the gifts, to say thank you to God for the gifts that he gives to us, in terms of the time, in terms of the talents and, and the uh, attributes, the skills that people have got, as well as the finance that goes into making uh, a church like Trinity, a church like Trinity, a, a family like Trinity. So it's it's early on in the year, and we want to do this. We want to <laughs> say thank you and praise to God for all the things that He gives to us. And if you are here for the first time, and uh, you know maybe some of what I say might not seem quite so relevant to you, but but maybe you're here and actually you're here, you know, you're God's guest. Yeah. And through what I'm going to share, which will have a little bit of a feel maybe that it's, uh, it's particularly for members of this, this family. But nonetheless, maybe God will use it to you to say, say something really profound about who he is and something profound about, about you and what it means to live in response to this amazing God. Um, it's pretty well impossible to describe to you the gifts of time and talent and treasure that really make a church family like us be able to to operate. Um, There is a a staff team. We have a, 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 you know, blessed with a sizable staff team. It's not as big, actually, as I think a lot of people think. Um, Someone the other week said, I gather you've got eight people in your media team. Well, Julie was really proud to know that she's doing the work of eight people, that her output, and then Rosie, who spends half of her time helping with media coordination, was delighted to know that between them, they're doing the output of eight people. We, we, there are no... Elephants in the room. We're going through a time, a season as a church family where we're remodeling. We're being remodeled and shaped by God in the the way in which our uh, staff team looks. And it is changing and it has changed and it will change. But actually we don't have an enormous staff team for a a church of this size. Most of the people who work on our staff team are part-time. There's lots of people who appear as members of our staff team who are volunteers, and they give uh, completely freely an enormous number of, of hours in, in the life of our church. But then there are literally hundreds of volunteers in the life of our church who help everything to, to happen. And that's, that's the stuff that happens within when we gather. That doesn't even begin to do any justice to the place where most of God's work happens, which is where you guys are day in, day out. That's where the life of this church is is really expressed. My my job is to be right at the bottom of the pile. So it's kind of, we need to turn the whole thing upside down in our thinking, that those of us who've been blessed through your giving and through the giving of others over the generations, those of us who are set free to give our time full-time To ministry are only there to support and enable and encourage all of you. So you may notice you've got a post it note. You were given a free gift. Aren't we generous? A post it note. I knew it was what you wanted. And from my heart to your heart. What I'd love you to do is just think about using that post it note uh, just to jot down. Anything that you want to say thank you to God for tonight that is somehow connected with you being part of, a part of this church family. If you're visiting from another church family, then make it apply to that other church family. If this is your first time with us and it's even your first time in a church building, then maybe hopefully something has happened tonight where you'd just like to say, I'd like to thank you for that bloke who said hello. I'd, I'd love you just to write down, maybe it'll be in your business, Maybe, you know, in your life group, someone said something to you or prayed for you in a particular way that has changed the way that you have been doing business. Maybe you're here as a student and you've been in our student work and in a small group in students, something was said or shared and it's made a difference to how you're living your life now. I, I don't know what it would be. You just choose. And, and you might not want to write on the post-it note, but let it be a little visual reminder to you to say thank you to God for what it means to be part of a, of a large church family like this. I've only been here for 20 months and it is such a privilege to be invited by God to join in with what he's doing through us. I mean, have no doubt there's loads that we could want to change. There's loads of things that I'm prompted by, I sometimes say to people when they say, Andrew, I want to come and tell you a few things that are wrong. I say, look, friend, my list is longer than yours of stuff that I would change in this church tomorrow if I could, in a sense. But I don't want to take that away from on gift day to say thank you to God for the incredible blessings that there are through our church family. And I can't do it full justice but we're going to just try and share a little bit of a flavour of that. And then, and then to answer the question, so why would you think about giving a little more financially? Why would you maybe take tonight as an opportunity to do something? And hopefully I'll address that question. Here, here's a film that just tries to give a little bit of a flavour in one way of something that we as a church family, God uses us our time, our talents and all those who give financially. Have a look.
1: This is a moment early in the new year when as a church family, we want to give praise to God and say thank you for all the gifts, time, talents and finance being shared as we seek to serve and reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ. The kind of gifts that make it possible to impact on the lives of over 160 children through our Sunday Kids Groups And over the course of a year, welcome over 600 children and families to special events, such as film nights, the light party and holiday clubs.
0: The gifts to share the word of God on Sundays, in discipleship courses and through online resources that were viewed online last year over 53,000 times, everywhere from Australia to
2: Amman.
1: The gifts which enable us to share the good news of Jesus Christ in words and actions through evangelism and community outreach such as Alpha and Whistlestop.
0: To serve over 8,000 hot meals a year to the guests at our King's Table Ministry and connect with more than 200 local people a week in our transform ministries.
3: The gifts of people and money from our family to
0: support mission partners across the world and to enable the life transforming projects such as the Farm Field Schools in Kenya. And closer to home, to launch initiatives like the Not On Our Turf campaign against modern day slavery right here in Cheltenham.
1: And of course, thank you for all the gifts, time, talents and money which enable our church family week by week in gatherings large and small to enjoy the presence of God, learn from his word and be equipped by the Holy Spirit to be on mission in our homes, schools, workplaces and networks of relationships wherever he takes
4: us.
0: Who uh, viewed us from Oman uh, made a mistake. They were actually searching for a burger bar, but um, they got Trinity Cheltenham and got my sermon. But they watched for 53 seconds and then switched (laughs) it off. Actually, do you know the, the most commonly watched things are, are, are some kids' videos, that are kids' stories, Bible story videos. And I think one of those, um, uh, I, can't remember, I, I can't remember which one it is, forgive me. Anyway, one of the parables, uh, Gareth Harper was on team and it was viewed 14,000 times on its own last year. So you never know who's watching alongside my mum on video right now. It's impossible just to, to, to really do justice, is it? To it. Um, it. It's a bit of a, it, a double edged thing, the, uh, the stat about kids. So, um, 164 children who are regularly connecting uh, with us, whatever regular looks like in, in our age now, however many times a month people come, 164. Um, that puts us uh, way up amongst the, the churches in the UK with the largest number of children attending them. There are um, just, I'm afraid, tons and tons of churches that have either no children at all, or certainly less than, than 25 children. So that's a cause of celebration and a cause of joy in, in one sense, and certainly thanks to God, and we'll hear a bit more about that. But again, the other, edu- other side of it is the responsibility that that gives us. And, that, and, and the way in which God might say to us, Look, Trinity, I've blessed you with these resources. I've blessed you with these opportunities. I really want you to take seriously the responsibility and the opportunities that I've given you. God doesn't give us the amazing resources that he gives us just for us to to feel comfortable, to, to be comfortable. There are lots of places in the Bible, aren't there, where you could look um, to have a description about the the purpose of church. You could look in Ephesians, where it's very clear the purpose of church is to glorify God. Um, But I always love looking at Acts chapter 2, and the words are going to come on the screen. And I I hope just even from that video, you just see some of these things reflected in what's going on in the life of the church here, and what we're together sharing in and making possible. Here's what Luke wrote about the early Christians. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I hope you'd feel in our mission uh, purpose statement. We're just going to put that on about making committed followers of Jesus. Nick, if we can just put that up. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, Our mission statement, our enduring mission statements reflected in in those verses. And then our vision, our all-in vision, to put the next slide up, being all in with God. Did you notice how they, they devoted themselves in prayer and all in with each other? They were sharing everything in common. And all in for the world, they were in the temple courts, they were in the the public spaces every single day. I hope you'd have a sense of those verses being reflected in our mission statement and in our vision statement that we're sharing in together. And did you notice, did you notice that a healthy church grew, didn't it? The Lord added daily. It's the Lord who adds daily to their number. So a church that is all in with God, all in with each other, and all in for the world is a church that will grow. This last week, seven people on our Alpha course said that they wanted to start following Jesus. Isn't that good? Okay, so that's last week sorted. But this week's got another seven days in it. Sometimes people say to me, Andrew, I'd love you to put a number on things. I'd love you to, you know, say there are 97% of the population out there who have no connection with a church. What's our aspiration? What's our vision? Well, I'll tell you, I'd settle for 365 a year, minimum. The Lord added daily, I would love us to be a healthy enough church. All in with God, all in with each other, all in for the world, that the Lord will choose and decide to trust us with at least one new person a day. Amen. Amen. By the way, in three years or two years, that would have doubled our size, but that's not really the point. But if you want to put a number on it, that's what I'm here for, is, is to see Cheltenham transformed. And to, to see people come to know the love of God. And have their lives transformed to start being followers of Jesus and then to grow as followers of Jesus. Because the purpose of the church is you glorify God in your worship. Then you glorify God by the way you build up the disciples, the followers. And then you glorify God by the way you do evangelism and you reach out to others. And you say that the most important thing that you can know is that God loves you so much that he came down, lived on earth, died on a cross and rose again. And he's calling you. And maybe you're here tonight and you haven't felt that call quite so sharply before. But in this moment, if you feel that call, God's saying, yes, follow Jesus, follow me. And that will transform your life. That's why I'm here. And what a gift, what a gift to To share in in what God is doing. And what a responsibility. What a massive responsibility. That probably we're about number 15 in the order of churches in terms of the the number of young people that we have. Probably Trinity is about the, the 15th on the list. Isn't that an awesome responsibility? Isn't that something that's worth giving your life for? Isn't that, isn't that something that's not a kind of add-on, a little extra? That's something which, that's something to give yourself to, whether you're giving yourself to because you've been set free to do it in a, in a full-time role or giving yourself to it in a volunteer role or giving it to yourself for your through your finance, through your worship, through your prayer, through your being part of what God is doing in us. I'd love to share just a little bit more, just try and give you a little bit more flavour of of that with some people, some friends who I've invited up. Have I got someone from Kids Team? I'm hoping. Here we go, Sue. Come on, Sue. Sue deserves applause. Sue is uh, is one of our two... Part-time uh, children's workers, kids pastors. Uh, so we have two kids pastors part-time. You don't have, there's not 27 of you hidden away somewhere, is there? No, have no, got um, a good team there. Yeah, you have an amazing team of volunteers. That's the key. So, so just, there's a lot of people here who will have no sense of what our kids ministry looks like. So just tell us a little bit about Sunday stuff. What's the kind of scope and spread of what's going on that, that together we're, uh, we're somehow making happen?
1: Okay, so on a, a Sunday morning, um, the children all come into church, to, um, and, they, and we have an all-age slot to begin with, so the part of the congregation and some song worship, uh, before going across to Trinity House. Um, we have, in this building, the creche for the Not ones but across in that building, we have about six age groups for age 1 up to year 6, um, and some of the groups join together at some point in the morning, but they all have... Um, the, as the, based in play, but teaching and worship and prayer and ministry, Yeah, which is try and teach and equip them, um, not only to know about God, but to um, have a relationship with him and to be equipped to do the things of the spirit just as we are in here. uh, Yeah, it's both and.
0: Uh, There there are probably a few people here. Who's got kids in our kids' work or had kids that have gone through our kids' work? And you would just want to say thank you, God, because... The kids' work just is amazing. What else happens sort of, in terms of our kids' ministry? So Sundays is massive, and I know that takes an enormous number of volunteers. There'll, there'll be some sitting here. But what else do we do in terms of our kids' ministry?
1: Um, I, we, I mean, we do do events throughout the year. During the week, we all go to the school. We do an assembly. We do a school club. We have small groups for some of this sort of older... Uh, children's sort of uh, year four upwards, and then we sort of have events around most of the holiday terms or during the the school holidays. Some of that's film nights. Uh, We have done holiday clubs. We've changed around some things that we do, uh, parties, the light party. Yeah, so, you know, sort of regular things throughout the year, which are bigger events where they uh, can invite friends to and have fun, but always focused on God.
0: And a final question. What are you kind of looking forward to? What would you love to to see what's, what's firing up, what are you thinking about? We've been talking about our kids' strategy over the last little while. I know we've had one or two conversations about it. So what are you kind of wondering and, and uh, seeking God for in our kids' ministry, Sue?
1: Well, for me, um, every child is precious. And for me, the, the most valuable thing is that they all have that relationship with God, which is a lifelong relationship. That That's what motivates me, and that's what I seek to happen. Um, Obviously, we want more children because we want them all to to have that and experience that. That you know that creates problems. Um, I'd love to have. We have a great team, and we do. I mean, and and some of the lots of you here actually serve on our team, and some of you the students. I mean, what you do. Sorry, I don't. worry. I... Um, <laughs> what you say? So, it's so, so significant. It's good to know that it matters
0: well. to you. It's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Um,
1: you know and, and obviously parents who, who invest so really we, we're supporting parents but but yeah for me that's the prime and the main thing um and then just how we reach more children
0: that's great shall we say thank you <laughs> Thanks. There, there, there's a, a battle on isn't there there is a battle on for our for our children and uh, I love it that we have, we have people who are that passionate who are heading up what we're doing. And thank you if you are someone who volunteers in our, in our kids' work. And certainly thank you if you're praying for, for our kids' work and as we seek to expand it in, in different ways. Uh, Joe, we, we have some youth work as well. Joe deserves a little ripple. Hey, Sorry, Joe, hi. Joe Burgess plays hi. drums. Sometimes, you've noticed Joe playing drums? Yeah, you must have noticed. People going, Joe. Yeah. that's too loud. <laughs> yeah, he's good. So Joe, um, youth work, so yeah, give us a bit of a flavour, a bit of a quick overview. Roughly, how many young people would we say are kind of connecting with us on a regular basis at the moment? Yeah, so
3: we have about 70 young people in our sort of youth family, so that will be either in the morning for the younger youth or the older youth that are over there at the moment, or sometimes join us in here. Um, So mixture over between two of them, it's about 70, you see.
0: About 70. So again, that's double-edged for us. That's an amazing number and and would be a a very large number, sadly, compared to lots of churches. But because of that... Know, we'd love to be doing doing more so um what are, we see uh, a load of young people up here sometimes on a, on a sunday night they alternate don't they so what what's going on now over in trinity house with the older youth uh so so what we sort of do oh, on um, a... by the way just say what they're meant to be doing as opposed to what they're probably okay, really doing. They probably
3: do. <laughs> so uh normally we have sort of games and a bit of fun at the start and social time just for sort of the youth team and other people who are sort of new as well. We often get sort of like a friend that will come over one random week. So actually, there's time to have community, have time, have fun, and then we'll go into um, a time of worship that actually you don't often hear them here. But we have got two or three amazing youth worship leaders um, that lead worship every other week. So Tim's led worship probably once since September. That's Tim O'Leary.
0: Tim our O'Leary, youth, our, our youth pastor. pastor. Yeah.
3: The rest are young people leading worship. And so for us, that's amazing to see them sort of pressing in and doing stuff. So we have a time of worship. And then we have teaching that at the moment is going through um, sex and relationships. And so quite a tough subject. So Tim is sharing on that at the moment about how we have uh, godly relationships and how we sow we into our friends and the people around us in, in positive ways uh, through that situation. And then there's sort of different uh, topics that will go on through the next few terms.
0: And uh, just give us a flavour of just one or two of the other sorts of things that you guys get up to in the course of a year, other stuff that's happening in our youth
3: ministry. Yep. So I'll just have to have a look here. Uh, So Tim's in um, a number of schools um, through the week. Um, At the moment, there's a really exciting uh, thing that's going to be happening in Belcaris. And so they're going to be doing a project that's going to be launching that will have a conversation around what Christians teach about forgiveness. And so that's hopefully helping the whole school have that conversation about what Christians believe. And then that hopefully is going to lead into an alpha course that's going to be working uh, working and going out of St. Matt's, uh, King's Coffee Shop in Charlton Kings. So hopefully we'll have a bunch of non-Christian uh, young people come into that coffee shop to do youth alpha and to see and hear the love that God's got for them and to hear what Jesus has done for them. Uh, me and Tim band around uh, an idea and, and a word and a phrase. And we often say that we want to be a youth ministry that turns rascals into revolutionaries for Jesus. And for us, that's, for us, that's a really, really exciting phrase. Um, and the youth that we've got at the moment, they're fantastic. Um, and some of them can be cheeky and be rascals and have fun. But actually, we want to send them out at the end of the time with us as people that are going to go out and be revolutionaries. People that are going to shape this world and change this world. And so starting with meeting them in the school, hopefully that's the trajectory they'll lean on to.
0: That's so good, isn't it? Joe, thank you. Let's say thank you to Joe. And uh, Joe volunteers. Joe works in a a local school and is volunteering his time week in, week out. And there's loads of other volunteers who who are involved in in our youth ministry. Again, I just hope you're encouraged, just a, a sense whether you're... You know, I know there'll be people here are fly, flying all around the world or people are here doing very, very different things in the week. I hope you have some sense of encouragement that God is using us, using our church family and using all the combination of time and talents and treasure to be able to do these kinds of things. And these are, these are really significant things. I've got two Davids who are coming up next and we're going to bring uh, a stool for one of you. So Transform Ministry just to share another little aspect. Um, Mike, would you mind just grabbing that stool, please? And I know this David's gonna grab a stool. And this David is gonna just uh, share. So um, there'll be a lot of people here who don't know, may have heard we have a thing called transform ministries. We have a number of ways that we seek to bless people um, in in practical ways with the love of God. David, just give us a, a quick overview of what Transform is about.
2: Um, I'm really going to speak about King's Table part of yeah, Transform great. rather than the, the Street Team. Um, firstly, I just say thank you Can for you the gifts. To the up, yes. Firstly, let's just say thank you for the gifts that you give to Trinity because it makes King's Tables possible throughout the year. Um, King's Table is really about providing a, a home, not the home of bricks and mortars but a home for the homeless and the vulnerable, um, the poor that try to survive on on benefits. A place where they can come and meet and and chat and talk with us, um, that they can receive love and support. A place where they can go, rather than roaming out on the streets and only able to access their accommodation at night. So instead of roaming the streets, they can actually come in to Trinity House and uh, receive food and, and love. Um, it's about people Uh, those like I've changed names here I don't want to give the actual names but it's like for people for Rahim who fled Saudi Arabia who's a friend of a distant dissident there who's uh, in prison it's about people like Stephen who's a driving instructor who was hit by a a, a virus Uh, his heart was affected and his mind and he from that point on couldn't work It's about people like James who was knocked down by a car, not not his fault, but received um, a head injury and his balance affected and he's got memory loss and will be in hospital hopefully in the next few days to have an operation. Um, It's about people like Richard uh, who was a graphic designer but um, had to give up work to look after his parents who were both ill. He did that for about six years. And then first his, his father died and then his mother. But after those six years, he was kicked out of their home. It wasn't his home. He didn't have a place to, to live from then onwards. He didn't have a work. Um, heartbroken. Um, completely devastated. He ended up in, in um, him having a breakdown. It's about people like um, Luke, only 16, kicked out of his home by his parents. It's about people like Matthew, who just lives in a shack outside Cheltenham in a field. Um, Others like Chris and Jill who were sleeping rough in a shed uh, behind the Christmas market um, who have now moved on because of circumstances. Some people we get to know, others for just a very short time and they move on. But King's Table's about providing a home, a place where they can come and meet and talk and be loved and supported. Um, The next bit I've got is about... King's Table in general, which I'd just like to read to you. Sorry I'm reading this, but um, I hope it gives you a flavour of King's yeah, Table. Thanks, yeah. If you pass the garage next door to Trinity House between 9.30 and 10.30 on a Monday and Friday morning, you will see full of King tables, King's Table folk sitting around tables enjoying breakfast. Do stop and speak to any standing outside, You will see a number drift over to Trinity House at the end of their breakfast for King's Table Church. I love it. It's informal. It's around tables, um, everyone drinking coffee and tea, Tony casually leading the talk, um, people chipping in every now and again, words of wisdom, um, and from those that can't read or write. A chance to take up, on anything said later with those that are over more coffee and tea or to pray with individuals. I remember praying with Dave after one talk and then quite often um, a few weeks later. On Mondays, Ariane leads worship. There's ministry time, there's a talk taken by one of us. 20 to 30 Kings table folk, sorry, Kings table folk there. In the background, if you look around, you'll spot Tina, Rosemary, Richard Jackie calmly, faithfully preparing food uh, for lunch, for up to a hundred or more. If you look into Trinity House at around eleven thirty, you'll, you'll see it's a hive of activity, with long tables and chairs being quickly assembled for lunch, and other King's Table folk pouring through the doors. Always I see folk I haven't seen before, or not for a long time. Twelve o'clock, it's time to take food and sit down with someone, listen, talk, enjoy company. I see after the meal a few folk praying, and in one corner of Trinity House, Rayon and Laura from Cream Hairdressers in town, cutting people's hair. On leaving at around 1.30 after the team have prayed together I see the garage full again of folk a place to belong, drop in, have coffee Dave Clark is talking with an individual and signposting them to where they can help with housing with benefits, addictions and dealing with a host of other issues later he settles a dispute between two of the folk Liam picks up a book, God Smuggler, by Brother brother Andrew from the garage library. I know Raham is reading Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus, a testimony of a Muslim medical student. He is from a Muslim background. Other folk leave with cans of food and clothing from the stalls. Some wait for the shower, others for the washing machine and dryer. Claire begins her art class with Andrew and a few others. I look at the paintings around the room. A Trinity person I recognize drops by with some cans of soup and a sleeping bag. Thank you so much, Dave. You.
0: David, you're just gonna share a little of, of your story as someone who's been a, a guest uh, of King's Table. And uh, would, you, would you mind just sharing with us? Yeah, Thank cool. you.
5: Yeah. yeah, apologies, I have to uh, read this because I've got problems in my memory. Um, yeah, My name is David. I'd like to share with you my testimony of how King's Table at Trinity has transformed my life. I was a vulnerable person after suffering a brain injury four years ago. This left me with epilepsy and I was admitted to hospital 12 times as a result of seizures in 2017 alone. Psychologically, I was experiencing memory loss and depression as a result of the trauma surrounding the injury. In January 2018, I came to King's Table completely broken, having given up all hope. I was living in supported housing, experiencing physical, verbal, and financial abuse. I'd had my pension stolen and I was hungry. So I was fed a hot meal and I was very grateful. Over the following months, the volunteers at King's Table continued to show me God's love and compassion. On Mondays and Fridays, I listened and began to understand God's words. I prayed and I joined in worship. I started to go to church on Sunday. Then I did my first Alpha course. My faith was growing. I began to experience healing physically first. I began to walk unaided. aided I also began to experience emotional and spiritual healing, where there had been resentments, anger, and despair. I started to feel love, hope, and peace. I think they were the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Now, 14 months after going to King's Table, I feel my life has been transformed. It's still a work in progress. I'm probably the happiest I've ever been in my adult life. I've been seizure-free for a year, My neurologist and epilepsy nurse describes me as doing miraculously well. That's written in my medical notes. Come on. I can swim once again in the Lido and walk slowly around a nine-hole golf course. The neurological pain is still there, but it's manageable. As soon as I became Christian, the physical and verbal abuse stopped for being in significant debt due to fraud. I now have savings in the bank. For being a person without direction and now passionate about the things I do, my friends and family say that I'm a nicer person than I was before my injury. I'm living. I'm so grateful for God's amazing love, blessings and protection shown by him and also through my Trinity Church family, especially the Transform ministry at King's Table. Thank you
0: i uh i kind of feel god had a better sermon in mind than mine emma last one emma So, Emma, do you want the uh, stool?
4: I'd like a stool. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of today. Like. Because,
0: Emma, what, 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 we heard a little bit. What, what have you guys been doing?
4: Um, so, basically, over this weekend, there's been a group of us um, down on the prom, and we've been standing non-stop for 24 hours. We started yesterday morning around 10.30. We finished this morning. Um, and, yeah, we've just been talking with pastors by um, raising awareness for modern-day slavery um, and, we, you know, we were praying and worshipping at one point in the evening. Susie Leffy and a group came down, which was fantastic. Um, yeah, so we powered through the night and were shattered. But yeah, <laughs> that's all we did.
0: That's brilliant. So this is one of our partners, IJM, um, and a number of others, Hope for Justice. We have a number of partners working mm-hmm. in this whole area of modern, modern day slavery. So just one, one thing that you kind of, you know, through that experience, you're a member of our church, you've been here for a while. <laughs> And uh, you're just wanting to express your faith in a practical way. Mm. What what do you think God said to you through the night, if I can put it like that? What what kind of things did he get you to think about?
4: Well, I think the one thing that's um, really been going through my mind is that, you know, we know through scripture, through the songs we sing, through personal testimonies that, you know, our God is a God of justice. Um, he is just, his heart is um, to set the captives free, it's to uh, um, you know, set the oppressed free. And actually, like, we as the church, um, we are God's hands and feet on this earth. You know, we are the ones who are down here, we're getting into the nitty gritty of it all. Um, and because of that, like, we are the ones who need to be stepping into this fight for justice. You know, as the church, we should be the ones who are at the forefront of this fight for justice. Um, so that's yeah something that God has been prompting me with a guess um, and just yeah for more people I suppose to not just um, have head knowledge hmm. of these injustices and these things that go on but to know what goes on and then step out into action um, and be the hands and feet of God and show Cheltenham show the UK show the world you know that we're not going to sit back and um, and not do anything about these injustices.
0: It's good, isn't it? Let's say thank you to Emma. Well done. Well done. So there you go. If this is your church family, this is us. This is what it means to talk about trying to be all in with God. All in with each other. And all in for the world. And we're having a gift day because we want to celebrate and say thank you, God. And we're also having a a gift day because money does matter. Jesus spoke a lot about money. There's a, a story, we'll just pop it up on the screens just briefly, of Jesus going to the temple. Have you got that scripture for us? Mark 12. Thank you. And he, Jesus, sat down opposite the treasury, so this is around the the temple, and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing To the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Jesus sits and watches. He's he's interested in the nature of the giving, because he knows that the giving speaks something of what's going on in the heart. And our our giving is a, a heart matter. For the Jews of that time, they would have uh, had a, a tradition of giving at least 10%, a tithe, of their income as a, a first fruits, it was called. So it, tradition goes back to the harvest time when you gathered in the harvest and then gave the first 10%. But they also had many other special occasions when they would give love gifts, they would give over and above their tithe to God's work and to what God was doing. It's been estimated by some commentators that probably the average Jew at this time was giving regularly about 23% of their income to the Lord's work. But God's not actually bothered, is he, in a sense, about the specific amounts. He's bothered about the heart's. He's bothered about people saying that they believe in God and they worship God and they believe God is God and the most important things in their lives, but that doesn't then translate into regular giving. I think God is bothered if we just say we're only going to give when we go to church, for example, or we give what's left. I think God does notice, I think God looks. And sees. I know for my life over the years, I'm 55, I've been on this journey with Jesus since I was 13. And I know how many times in my life I've said such wonderful things about my God. But it's not expressed itself in actions. And I know the Lord has looked at my heart. And I've gone through seasons and periods of my life where money has squeezed me. Money has, has literally pressed me down. And I've only begun to find some release and some freedom as I have begun to choose to give sacrificially to the Lord's work. To give a regular amount, equivalent of my 10%, but then to do more and to go further. And God's not a cosmic kind of slot machine. You don't put a certain amount in, pull the lever, and then you get a certain amount back. But scripture promises that when we put God first, he always has us. And he will bless us. Sometimes those blessings are directly financial. Sometimes those blessings are in material. Other times those blessings are in who we are. Because he knows that's more important. And how we feel about who we are because he knows that's more important so we're having this gift day because we want to celebrate we're having this gift day because we want to invest i'm not settling for only 70 young people in our youth work and i think we're having this gift day for the sake of our hearts If you're a visitor, please feel no compulsion. God's not short of cash. God doesn't need anyone to give a single penny out of any sense of duty or emotional pressure. But if you are a member of this church family and you're celebrating some of the things that we're celebrating, I humbly and prayerfully ask you to consider how you want to respond. Not to invoke the Lord's blessing, but in response to the Lord's blessing. As we remain seated, the team are gonna bring around some pledge cards and I'll explain them for you. I'm hoping the team are gonna bring around some pledge cards. Great. Thanks, team. <coughs> Have I got that wrong, Mike? Are there no. Is it happening? Sorry, I can't see. I'm old. And I need better glasses. Great. So on these pledge cards, it would be incredibly helpful to us if you would um, either tick the relevant boxes as we have a prayerful moment or uh, scribble on them if they don't do the job that you need them to do to communicate with us. Um, At the moment, we don't know everyone who's a regular giver in our church life. Because when someone donates into our bank account, we don't know whether that's going to be repeated or or whether it's just a one-off gift. So you might want to, and and we're really encouraging, and thank you so many people to do it this morning. It's confidential to our finance team. There are envelopes that you can put these into. The only people who see this are our finance team. You could write on here an amount that you're currently giving And just write on it, I'm continuing giving this amount. That would be helpful information to us as we think about our finances going forward. But you'll also realise there's the opportunity to start making a new regular gift. And can I just say from my personal experience that it really doesn't in some ways matter about the amount. It's the fact of If you haven't started doing that, not because God is short of money, but because it's a part of our worship, I just would love to encourage you. I I didn't start doing this until I was 36 years old, and I'm so sad. If I could have gone back and spoken to my younger self, I would have talked to myself about getting some stuff right with my money. I had really well-serviced debt for a long time. It's not a very nice place to be. Um, so you can make a new commitment or you could adjust your commitment. And you can make a one-off gift, a special gift tonight. So those are coming rounds. Hopefully there are pens. And I'm just going to pray. Pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for the blessings that you lavish onto us. Thank you for all your amazing, amazing provision. Thank you that you you bless us personally. I'm guessing the vast majority of the people in this room have got beds to go to tonight. And you give us jobs and you give us families and you give us homes. And thank you also, Lord, for the blessings that you lavish onto us as a church family. Thank you for the privilege that it is to share in what you're doing here. And we thank you for the stories that we've heard. Thank you for the little glimpses that we've had tonight into the most most powerful of things thank you Lord for the way that David and David have spoken right into our hearts and for others who've shared tonight thank you Lord God that every single one of us I know is is just a little bit different because of what we've heard thank you that we get to share in this but also God there is more we know And we pray that you will just speak Holy Spirit to us, that we might respond to you, God, not to me, not to anyone else, anything else. But just in this moment, what do you want us to do, God? And in Jesus' name, I, I pray for, for any here who are weighed down by finance. I pray for those here who are in debt. I pray for those who are fearful about money. I pray in Jesus' name for freedom and release for those who feel under pressure to perform. And I pray for freedom. I pray for you, Holy Spirit, to be our guide. And we thank you for every penny, every talent, every bit of time. Help us to steward it well, help us to serve well as a church family. Amen. As we stand, we're just going to have one final song. My, my lovely team are going to collect those pledge cards in. So if you're able to stand, we'll have a song and we'll pray. And then it'll be the end of our time together where well, there'll be opportunity for prayer as well. I'll just say a moment about that. But let's stand if we're able to. And the team are going to collect up those envelopes or pledge cards. And I say it really does genuinely help us. Even if you're just going to tell us what you're already doing, that, that would be phenomenally helpful to have that information. We don't automatically know. So bands are going to lead us in a, a song of worship, so that we might glorify God. At the end of this end of this song, <laughs> it's a bit of organ music. If you could just do that every time I say anything significant, <laughs> After this song, um, it will be the end of our, our formal time together. But there'll be tea and coffee served. I'd love to just say that there's time for prayer. We uh, we absolutely believe in the power of God to transform. You've heard testimony to that tonight. We would love to pray for healings tonight. If you are here in anything in mind or body or spirit that you know isn't just in the right place, the right thing. We would love to pray for you tonight. If you are here with financial worries and that's something that you would want prayer for, just come down after this song and we'll pray for you. But anything else, we welcome you. The Lord God welcomes you. So let's sing some praise together as we finish our time and thank God for all his good gifts.